0: Hello everybody and welcome to Feathers and Friends where my name is Jared and as always we're doing this podcast at the absolute last minute because that's how things are done here at Feathers and Friends. Um, I've tried to record this a couple of different times and it just seems to not really work so we're going to give this one final go around here on a beautiful Friday night at about 10 40 p.m so some of the cool gaming news that uh, has kind of come up is that there's a posse of uh writers out there in the red dead redemption universe i know that there's been a lot of controversy lately about save red dead online how red dead redemption isn't coming out with a whole lot of new products and you know they're not really advancing like they're supposed to be and a lot of that is probably because they just announced grand theft auto 6 was coming out and they've been working a lot behind the scenes on that Um, I just find it interesting that they have not been doing a whole heck of a lot with the, you know, the game, even though it's kind of been promised from what it sounds like with the gamers, where the gamers just aren't too happy that there's like nothing that keeps coming down the pipeline. It's these very tiny, tiny little updates and they want more. Um, but there's a posse of riders out there that have kind of been taking over the world, if you will. Uh, there's about 1600 riders and they've just kind of been, uh, running around, uh, Red Dead Redemption uh, run you know, just being uh, peaceful. I mean, if I remember here, uh, yeah, let's go to the Red Dead Redemption horse posse. Uh, so meet hundreds of horse girls running Red Dead Redemption's online's kindest posse. The Rift Trails has corralled 1,600 horse loving Red Dead Online players and counting. Uh, a gal by the name, uh, where, uh Chelsea Farace uh, Farace, um, She's she was a professional equine photographer, which I didn't know that that was even a job to begin with. That's got to be super niche, and you got to make a lot of money just doing that, traveling around the world, uh, or even where you are to take photos of of, of horses. It's an interesting job title, uh, but she thought that I was just a weird uh, horse girl gamer, and apparently in two thousand when the, uh, the when the big no no word hit. Um, And the mandated lockdowns, a lot of people found themselves playing games, celebrating birthdays on, like, new uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. But, of course, the Red Dead Redemption that it is, you know, the old school game, people loved it. Uh, Apparently, there's a trailhead trot that a lot of people take. Uh, This was kind of pulled from the article here where she says, My first ride with the Rift Trails member is the first time I've ever been in a group this large in Red Dead Online. I'm one of 14 players across multiple posses all riding in a mostly orderly line from the lighthouse at the northernmost tip of Ansberg all the way to the western edge of West Elizabeth. It's a journey across about half of Red Dead Redemption 2's map, taking multiple in-game days and nights. Um, Our our entire process passes the hour of real time by swapping gameplay tips, teasing uh, disoriented NPCs, as they try to navigate through our crowd and with a fair bit of giggling over the marble Sabino Crillio horse, whose coat looks a bit too much like a piece of meat. It's comfortable. So like, they just get to roll around, ride around, and and just be the horse-loving animal lovers that they are in the game, which is pretty neat and interesting. Um, You know, I I think that's kind of cool. That uh, Red. You know, this is that's what online video games were meant for. They were meant to bring people together. They were meant to make uh things uh you know possible in in otherwise harsh uh reality worlds that are out there. So Red Dead, for for doing something absolutely positive, that is hilarious. Um, kind of some news and updates here. I appeared on the Evil Mark Show. Um, I would highly encourage you to go give him a listen. He does sports radio with a buddy of mine, Eric uh, Stevens. Eric is the co-host. Uh, he's been on the show multiple multiple to- multiple times. Uh, I did the top five superb owl uh, moments kind of in my eyes. I, I, we had a gentleman by the name of Rev join us. He was he was hilarious. Uh, uh, very, very perverted in mind, uh, but uh, he was he was kind of cool. He's got a podcast called Yasso. Yeah I might try to grab him and snag him and see if I can't have a couple conversations with that gentleman. Uh, But, yeah, Evil Mark, he came on my show. uh, He didn't come on my show. He invited me back. This is the second time I've done it. Uh, He got a bunch of people to listen. This was episode number 20. So me, Eric, Rev, and Mark all chose our top – I think it was five or four or maybe even three. I think it was four because he said it was a top five, but I think it turned out to be a top four. Uh, And – I actually won the last time we were on with, uh, with my pick there, and can I do a back-to-back repeat for the second time that I was on? Well, you have to go listen to the episode to find out, so it is The Evil Mark Show, and as always, we are brought to you by Susius are my favorite. Uh, Gaio has been a member of my podcast for a little while now, he's come on multiple, multiple times. But the gentleman has helped me kind of up my podcasting game here by having conversations, talking about things, and we play Diablo three quite a bit. <laughs> um, so uh, that's that's kind of something there. He helped me with some podcast equipment that I'm currently attempting to get a, get set up here as everything as time and money allows. Hopefully, I can up my game and actually sound like a DJ or a radio host. We will see how times allow. So check out to Susius are my favorite. Uh, he actually just interviewed. I actually just finished listening to uh, the episode here. Uh, but confidence building where David Khlia Uh David, K- Kalili, uh, Kalilia, Kalia? Uh, David D- Dr. David was on my show a while back and I remember I, I invited him once or twice to another show and he was starting out having a family and I know they were super last minute and that was that was all my fault. I should I should have been a little bit more attentive to where I knew that inviting a man who, had, who just had a child on last second would be uh, a big no-no. So I invited him on once or twice, and uh, he, he kind of declined. But that was, again, because of his life choice. And, and uh, Gaio did what Gaio does, where he, he talks a lot and has a lot of great information that David uh, kind of agreed with. But again, I'd highly encourage you to go listen to it because it was an absolute fantastic episode. I learned even more about David than the last time. I listen to David. So so I would highly encourage you to go uh, listen to it. Go give it a a listen to and and just kind of check it out. So that's kind of in the realm of what's been going on, what I've been doing, kind of getting everything under control here. And uh, yeah, don't forget, always uh, File Under Entertainment. They are a great podcast to go listen to as well too. I love, love your face, Eric. And hopefully you get it. So the evil Mark show I was on. Hopefully I'll be on some more episodes. He asked me to come back some more, which would be absolutely fantastic. And then there was Susius, are my favorite who is the sponsor of the show. And then, uh, yeah. So is the name of uh revs podcast. I highly encourage you to go check him out. He's, he's kind of a cool little dude out there. So anyways, uh, kind of, kind of building upon everything else out there. I wanted to talk about something that kind of came across uh, my desk the other day while I was listening to things. Um, So apparently there's a a gentleman out there by the name of Ice Poseidon. Uh, Ice Poseidon runs a crypto scheme. Uh, He ran uh, what some are calling a crypto scam. Um, So basically the dude does IRL live streams or in real life live streams where basically he kind of turns in the camera, chooses some activities to do in real life and he starts doing them. One of the things that he's been doing and what a lot of people have been doing now in the crypto uh, scheme is they're making what are called shit coins. Um, Shit coins are kind of coins out there that uh, start off, you know, they they come out and it's like, oh, let's make a, you know, an fo 4 coin for Fallout 4. And then a lot of people will go ahead and purchase the Fallout 4 coin. Its value will skyrocket. People will pump into the system to make its value skyrocket. And then an hour, a day, a week later, uh, when everything has gone up and up and up, people go ahead and dump. So you buy maybe 100 coins at $20, you sell it at, say, $100, you know, all of a sudden you've you've made a pretty sweet profit off of everything, and I guess that's kind of how pump and dump works. Now, Ice Poseidon apparently has been pumping and dumping for quite some time, uh, and he is not the... He's not the kind of individual you would maybe want to trust with your mother, brother, sister, or any kind of uh, other individual that you respect to be around. Um, He he just kind of seems to be one of those gentlemen that I don't really care much for with his lifestyle and who he is and how he is. Um, But so anyways, he decided to make his own cryptocurrency coin. Now, he didn't really market it to his own uh, typical normal viewers. He more, I guess, along the lines of market it to typical people who would do these pump and dumps, who would do these crypto schemes. Um, And so what he did was something that's called pulling the rug. So he heavily invested in it, even though it's his own coin. And then at the very, you know, when it got pretty, you know, when he made a bunch of money, he sold off a bunch of his coin back to the wallet that he made it for, I guess, and made like $500,000 or something crazy like that. He ended up buying himself a new Tesla and like doing a bunch of stuff. And a lot of people got upset with this. And so gentlemen, gentleman uh, did an interview on him. It was like a 20-minute interview. I didn't really watch it. I kind of watched the condensed version of it on PKA. But it was really kind of funny to see how PKA reacted to it because they were kind of upset, but they kind of weren't. Now, here's here's why you shouldn't be upset about somebody by the name of Ice Poseidon for doing this. Uh, number one, he's been doing it constantly. Um, whoops. Apologize about that. You know what? We're going to go ahead and pause here. I need to readjust. So three, two, one, stoppy, stoppy, stoppy. And a back. I'm actually like really, really good at hitting like my microphone and stuff like that when I kind of readjust because I got my couch off to my left and I, I just put my feet up and I just kind of relax. But yeah, so anyways, uh, to to kind of get back to it here, um, so Ice Poseidon is the kind of gentleman who's been doing these pump and dump schemes for quite some time now. I don't understand why, when he creates a coin, you don't do a little bit of uh, you know don't do a little bit of background here. Now I, I was I know PKA was it kind of seemed like they were on the fence with it. Um, I guess pulling the rug is actually something that is illegal to do, uh, whereas pump and dump schemes are not. Now, the biggest thing that I have an issue with is that when somebody who notoriously does these pump and dump schemes on his streams, on IRL, I'm actually with Ice Poseidon on the fact that you need to do your homework. He, he, I mean, the guy pretty much was like, I'm a piece of shit human being. I am not the most, uh, you know, endearing individual ever. With kind of how he treats people, how he used to get drunk and everything else like that. I haven't really been following him as of lately. I mean, he wasn't really somebody that I wanted to follow to even begin with. Um, But from what I've heard, he may have changed and turned things around with where he's not doing a lot of those drunk uh, streams anymore. He's not really doing anything too dangerous anymore. But I mean, still, the kind of guy, he's the kind of guy to where if you want to go ahead and just say, pull a scheme where you pull out the rug which apparently according to like everybody is illegal i would kind of expect that you would do something like this he was a hundred percent correct and he was a hundred percent right that when you when you invest in something you want to do your research on it you want to see who the person that created it what they're doing but you know just kind of want to know a lot of the ins and outs And if the person that you're following or the person that's creating the coin and the person that is doing everything is notorious for these pump and dumps, I would say that there's a higher risk that if I don't hit the correct time frame for the pump and dump, I'm going to lose out on a lot of money because he may pull the rug. Even though I could say that's illegal, that would be stupid to do, but I would almost kind of trust him to pull the rug just because that's who he is, that's what he does, and that's what he's been doing out there. That's the kind of shit that he runs. So, like, I can't really be too upsetty spaghetti about it all just simply because it, to, in my eyes and in my mind, if that's something you've been doing, that's something you've been continuing. It's, it, it's kind of like it goes back to, like, when you talk about an ex-girlfriend who is a cheater and she's like, oh, I've changed. N- no, no, you haven't. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Whether or not you haven't cheated in six years, or whether you haven't cheated in twenty years, if you've cheated before, you have a willingness to cheat again. Um, and some people can maybe kind of sort of change, but that's, yeah, no, that's that's whatever. That's 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 far and above and beyond that. So uh, that's kind of my 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 two cents there on the ice Poseidon and crypto scam. I know that I'm like way way behind on that, but uh, yeah. So I want to talk about a movie uh, next that I kind of um, that I kind of came into uh, when it came to a movie called Moonfall. My mom actually thought I looked like somebody, and apparently, I look like one of the I look like that nerd scientist guy with the glasses. And I'm like, ooh, I look like him? Like, no offense to him, because you're an actor, and you know you're you're ranking in money and you're doing really good out there. But like, I would prefer to kind of look like Jared and not look like that guy, because I feel like. I've lost a decent amount of weight, kept the weight off, and uh, been doing pretty good ever since, but I guess maybe not, kind of, sort of, I don't know, like I've just, I think it's kind of cool that I'm compared to somebody in Hollywood, but at the same time, I'm not too happy about who I was compared to, Um, so yeah, but anyways, uh, so the movie Moonfall apparently bombed at the box office, Uh, so the director apparently pumped in $140 million to create the entire movie, And, uh, it's, it's opening weekend at box office actually only made $10 million. Um, and it apparently only came out on box offices or whatever. And they were like kind of ranting and raving how it bombed and didn't do so good. Blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 33% splat, you know, 33% rotten, but the audience gave it a 68%, uh, ripe, I guess, like because it, it was thirty-three percent green tomato splat, and then it was sixty-six per, or sixty-eight percent with a, a, the bucket of popcorn or whatever. Um, and I, I hate how I hate how people take the critics' word for it, because every time I hear about a decisive a divisive movie or a movie that's like, oh, the critics are the cri- its critically acclaimed, and then the um, you know like. Just because you'll see the the audience score and it'll get like a 95, you know, golden certified awesome by the critics. And then the audience score is like, meh, it's a 50, you know, it's like it's a splat or something like that. I don't know. I just I find it interesting that the the critic score is usually low and then the audience score is like usually really high or the audience score is low and the critic score is high. I just I find it interesting when the critics have a view on it and it's usually the solar opposite because, like, when you're watching – when you watch the trailer, you kind of know – you pretty much already know what you're getting yourself into. Um, it's it's not really that hard to explain, that hard to, like, you know, kind of go into depth on. And it just – it's it's so weird because, like, you look at the movie as at – at a whole of it. And you see a lot of these sci-fi movies that are coming out that are, you know, pandemic-y based. Um, you know, that are end of the world. I mean, face it, you know, Netflix just made the the Don't Look Up one that – that in my eyes was a garbage fucking movie. Um, You know, and like just kind of everything else that's going on in in the world there, it, it kind of feels like it was maybe not the right time to kind of put out this movie uh, or maybe the movie just wasn't ready. But in my eyes, like I, I didn't go out and see it in theaters for obvious reasons. I mean, the last time I went and saw a movie in theaters, I had a gentleman who brought his girlfriend on out to the movie theater and it had to explain the entire spider-man no way far no way far from fucking home like i was far from happy is what i was uh there was no way home for me there was no happiness in me until i moved up to the upper upper deck like i moved up to the top of the theater in the back right hand corner because every time like he'd be like oh my god that's matt murdoch that's matt murdoch he's daredevil or oh my god that's that's you know so and so and blah blah and i'm like Dude, shut the fuck up. Like, I wish I could lean over... Like, I wish it was socially acceptable to lean over and be like, Hey, bro, shut up. You know, like... And, and maybe I, I couldn't hear his girlfriend because his girlfriend was being polite, but he wasn't in his tone of voice. And it was just, it was absolutely infuriating that he would talk the entire, like, the first 15 minutes of the movie were pretty much ruined. Because every time there's a notable thing that happened, he had to explain it to his girlfriend or he felt the urge to explain to it. If you felt the urge to explain it to your girlfriend because she told you she didn't know what was going on, wait till she fucking asks you. Once she asks you, then maybe kind of explain it. Or... Don't fucking say a goddamn word until she asks you, or maybe just be like, "Baby, I'll explain it to you at the end of the me- movie." Or even better yet, don't go out opening fucking weekend with your girlfriend when she has no idea what's going on. It was like the time I took my date to see The Kingsman Two: The Golden Circle, and she's like, "Is this a? Is this a sequel?" Yeah, that's why it's why it's called Kingsman Two. It's it's a sequel. There was a there's a first part to it. And she's like, oh, well, I have no idea what's going on. And it was funny because, like, we were the only ones in the movie theater. And I was like, I can explain it to you. She's like, I'm sure I could probably pick it up as we go. And, yeah, but but I, either way, I, I, I don't like going to movies on opening weekends even though i probably could have gone to see it just simply because i feel like it's going to be better to watch these movies when like it's like hey this is the last you know weekend that's in theaters it it might be better to go like a week or two before that just simply because i i can't stand i just i can't stand when the movie theaters are packed and I can't stand how like every movie viewing experience I've had in the last in the last couple of times I've gone to the movie has just been absolute garbage. Like, I, I wish Alex, Alex, if you're listening to this, I wish that you would go see movies more regularly and rent the movie theaters out because I am like 100 percent all in favor for going to do that again. I just it's it's infuriating. It, it's almost worth the money to to rent the movie theater out and bring along 10 of your best friends and then they all pitch in fifteen dollars, and then you can space yourselves out throughout the entire theater, or you know that the ten people that you're gonna go with are gonna shut the fuck up and let you watch a movie. So, yeah. But that was my rant about that. Even though I know I probably ranted on that before, but yeah. So so Moonfall fell out of the sky, um, and I I don't know. It just to me, to me it, it feels almost like the movies that the critics love. People hate and people love the movies that critics hate. But uh, speaking of things people love and hate, the superb owl or the Super Bowl uh, that that is that is coming out here, um, I'm excited because when this comes out, we will uh, we will see what's going on, and uh, I'm 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 thoroughly excited because uh, there's a gentleman that I talked to today. Who is a big old Packer fan, and we talked a little bit about the Super Bowl, and he and and I'm gonna I'm gonna be interested to try to finish up and continue the conversation with him. Um, so uh, I don't know. I hope you're excited. I'm kind of excited. I don't really give two flying uh, two flying pig wings pig wings about the. Uh, I don't really care about the halftime show. I know a lot of people are big on it. I know a lot of people are big on the uh, the halftime show, the commercials. I don't care anymore. That's kind of all lost its luster. After, after I watched the Pro Bowl, I just got, I got just too upset. That Pro Bowl was a sorry, sad excuse for, the Pro Bowl was a sorry, sad excuse for the, for a game. I've been watching so many people say that the two, the, the two, uh, the two lowest ranked teams, you know, team 31 and 32 should duke it out, you know, play a game. Instead of the Pro Bowl, it should be the number one draft picked game where the two teams that have the worst records that would be number one and two duke it out for, you know, pick number one and pick number two. That would, that in my eyes needs to happen because this, what they did with the pro bowl was absolutely horrendous. I can't even, I, that was a sorry excuse for a game. Like even if they don't want to have a game, just just do all the cool like dodgeball and everything like that. They and in the obstacle courses that they did, you know, the, for previous years, the the pro bold Day or whatever. That's okay. I'm getting off topic. Topic, but I want to talk to you guys about something. I want to talk to you a little bit about it today because I I pissed off some people today, and I, I feel pretty happy about upsetting pissing people off, because so when you're in sales. When you're in sales, not only do they count how many sales that you have, they count how many knows you have. Now, they they count your 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 percentages. So if I sell one out of ten people, my my conversion rate is ten percent. Now they typically want me at about twelve to fifteen percent where I'm working right now. Fifteen uh, percent is pretty good. Twelve percent is kind of the bare minimum. Anything below that is is you're kind of doing bad. Anything above that is congratulations, you're doing really really well. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but when you have somebody come knocking your door and they ask you if you would like a quote about something, the only time you should ever say yes is if you are genuinely interested in getting the product. I hate how many people I talk to are like, yeah, I could get a quote. I've got I've got I've got somebody right now that that does my lawn. And you know, they're like, I'd be open to hearing a quote. Well, number one right there, I already hate your guts. Because if you're open to hearing a quote, you're already happy with the guy that you have. You're just trying to save some money. Now I don't mind you trying to save some money, but here's the problem. When I talk to you and I spend my twenty minutes having a conversation with you, and I don't turn you into I don't turn you into a yes. You are a staunch no to begin with. You are no throughout things. So you've not only wasted 20 minutes of my time, you wasted about five to 10 minutes of that uh, door knocker's time, but you've also given me a no, which looks bad upon me. Now, I know that everyone is probably saying out there, oh, well, Jared, if you were a good salesman, you could probably blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I sunk my teeth in one time and had a 45-minute conversation with the guy and made him spend $900 at our company which was a nice chunk of change for me in commission that I'm going to see in the next four weeks. But I don't want to have to fight 45 minutes every single time I want to talk to a person to get their information. Like I can't tell you how many times I'll talk to somebody and they'll be like, oh, I told your guy, no, I didn't want to talk to you. Did you sign the pad and give your consent for us to call you? Yeah. Well, then you signed up for a quote then, didn't you? I mean, I had a gentleman today who, uh, who, who actually was sorry that he picked up, and and I, I kind of feel bad, but at the same time, it pisses me off when you're a no to begin with, you're a no all the way through. I don't know why you're asking for a quote other than to try to save a little bit of money, and it just it it upsets me. You when you talk to a salesperson, two things should happen. There's a couple things you should know when you talk to a salesperson. Number one, you want to go ahead and set expectations. When you set expectations, you let that individual know what in the devil is going on, and then you're going to get in what you get out. And when you set expectations, your expectation for going in should be, I am here to purchase today, or I'm here to purchase within the next two to three days. The reason why I say purchase today or the next two to three days is because sometimes they will allow you to get back to them And you want to make sure, here's the second part, that if you do not purchase that same day because of reason X, Y, or Z, when you go back to purchase in the next two or three days, you want to make sure that you get back to that exact person. If you are buying from Jared, continue to work with Jared. If you are buying from Tiffany, continue to work with Tiffany. I don't care who you are working with, continue to work with that one individual because if they are commission-based and they may always lie to you because they have to because of back office, but... If you, they get that sale, they get the, the brownie points and the points. Don't always fail them right off the bat. If you want to look at things, go and do it all digitally. Do not talk to a person. Do as many things digitally as you can without interacting with another human being because... Because... That person is going to look bad if you are just trying to get cheaper products or just trying to find a way to move to something better And if it doesn't work out for you. And there is a very good, if there's a 50-50 chance that you were not willing to purchase from that person today or within the next two to three days, you need to shut the fuck up, tell them no, and grow a backbone. I cannot stand when people are like, oh, your door knocker was just so, it was so cold outside and it was being so polite, I just couldn't say No. Yeah, it looks bad on them, it looks bad on me, and it's a bad... St- I just spent 20 minutes of my day talking to you when I could have spent 20 minutes talking to somebody who wants my product, or I could have been spending 20 minutes and talking to somebody who, who who genuinely wanted a voicemail from us because we met them at the bad time. And that's another thing. If you give me a time frame, if you say, go ahead and call me at around 645 on a Tuesday, pick up your fucking phone. I have I am about ready to just say I'm not doing any callbacks ever because you motherfuckers just do not pick up. Nobody picks up the phone anymore. I am absolutely sick and tired of people telling me to call back at a specific fucking time. Even if it's even if they're being polite and telling me that, yeah, go ahead and call me back. You know, I I can, can he, I can hear it in their voice and they throw me off because all I have to hear is their audio. If if you genuinely do not want or do not care, no. It is a no up front, a no forever. Just be no. And I hate those people who answer. If you answer your phone in the middle of a meeting, if you were in the middle of a meeting and you answer your phone when I call you, I'm about ready to go. If, if, if people answer the phone and they're like, oh, hey, sorry, it's a really bad time in a meeting. Yeah, but you answered your phone. If this is a bad time, why did you pick up? I'm about ready to have that conversation with a motherfucker and piss somebody off. It is seriously infuriating. If you do not have the time to pick up the fucking phone and have a goddamn conversation with me, do not answer your phone. Fuck, I don't even answer my phone if I don't know who you are. If I'm not expecting a phone call from somebody or I don't know the number that is ringing on my phone, I do not answer it. And when I do answer it, I make sure I have time to converse with somebody and I make sure that I have time to talk with somebody. Like when it's those scam people for the department, when they, when, when it's the student loan scammers, because I gave out my number to a couple of the scammers and I know it's making the rounds right now because of the whole Biden, what Biden's doing with it. I love talking to those people. You know why? Because I get them to contemplate whether or not they should continue to do their job. And I've actually made two or three people quit their job because of that. You know, or that's or so that's what they've told me, because when I enlightened them to them, how the Department of Education used to you, really does work, because I used to work for the Department of Education for six years. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty interesting because I was like, yeah, no, that's not at all how this works. This is how it all works right here. They can do that for free. You know why? Why? I'm a supervisor for one of the student loan companies. And what you're doing is illegal. And I'm reporting you right now. I have your information. I have everything I need to report you and your company. Enjoy being shut down in the next couple of months. Or at least I hope the Department of Education was doing that. I don't know what was coming of it. We were just kind of feeding it into a cycle or whatever. Um, yeah. But anyways, if you don't have time to end if you're not gonna buy from somebody, if there's if there is even a, if there's a 50 50 chance of you not purchasing. Do not, uh, do not request for a quote. When, when you request a quote, you should be ready to purchase from somebody or you should be ready to switch on over to the program. I get getting quotes from other places, but here's the problem. Here's the fucking problem. When you have assholes that continuously undercut you, it starts to piss you off a little bit. Cause I remember, dude, I was talking to a lady today where like, I was like, yeah, it's going to be like a hundred bucks for, for a pro, you know, hundred bucks per application for our entire program. She's like, oh, I can get it for way cheaper. I can get it for, you know, 40 bucks an app and they do this, this, and this. And it's like, yeah, lady, because they're undercutting the fuck out of you. They're legitimately undercutting you on everything that is out there. And it's so hard. It's so hard to impart upon people that when you get a product for super, super cheap, you know what you're getting like I know what I'm get I know what I'm getting when I when I get the great value uh you know hash brown bag of of hash browns and and uh, like I I bought a bag of what I thought was hash browns onions and peppers I think there's maybe and I think there's maybe half of a pepper and a quarter of an onion in my entire bag of hash browns um that that I would have to like that's sad when like a quarter of a like When I can barely tell that there were onions and peppers in my hash brown and I cook like half the bag because I'm a fat ass and I love me some breakfast for dinner. But like you go with some name brand company where like you see a bunch of green and red and white just peppered all into the hash browns and you open it up and you're like, I'm getting pepper and onion and hash brown in every single bite. Whereas with the great value is like, ooh, I found a pepper. You know what you're getting when you spend the $5 on, a, on something versus the 50 cents on something. And that's what always infuriates me is that people nowadays don't really see the value in a whole heck of a lot of things. You know, they see, oh, I can get this done for 75 cents. I, I can get this done for a dollar instead of five. I mean, I get that to some extent, and I, I actually get that quite a bit, but you have to do your research on things. Like when I upgraded my PC, I, I did some investigation on the parts that I was using. I did some investigation on the pieces that I was using because I wanted to make sure that when I bought something, it's going to like, you know, this is something you want to use. Like, like my monitor is Asus and Acer. These are companies that make screens, you know, um, uh, what was it? Uh, like I, I think I think these are Yeti, uh, the blue blue snowball, black ice. It's got a reputation out there for being a really good, really good USB mic. This is a microphone that stands up to some XLR microphones out there when programmed completely. And a lot of people say that my equipment does sound amazing because of what I'm using. But you, when it comes to certain other aspects, you just do not want to skimp on things, and. Our, our the service that i provide right now is kind of one of those things i just wish that more people would understand value and it's hard to build value when a lot of people just care about that price point when i come out and go yeah we'll do your you know we'll do what you want us to do for 100 dollars an application and uh, they're like oh i can get it for 50 bucks at this other place i'm not going to go with you it's really hard to to build that value to see to get somebody to pay an extra you know two times extra for their yard when they're like, oh, it does. It's okay, bitch. When you pay somebody to do a job, it shouldn't just be fucking okay. It should be immaculate. It should be amazing. It should be great. But then again, that's that's just me. So I uh, I also wanted to answer some already do questions. Bo-doop, 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 bo-doop. Advice because because uh, Reddit is is my favorite place to go. And I hope I saved all of them. Oh, yeah. So uh, so here's an advice question uh, from a closeted bi female. It says, I'm a closeted bisexual and I have a crush on a new friend. Well, here's the answer. Tell her. Like, how hard is it? Like, how hard is it to, like, just, just be like, hey, look, I've got a crush on you. Then again, I'm the last fucking person because, like, I totally totes my goats. I totes my goats could have fucking assed out a few people the other day but it was just a very inopportune moment um, you know but like just do it like d- like it's just, I don't know or I can't tell ask probing questions ask probing questions that's why they're there for you fucking just do it um yeah that's weird uh so th- these are really short here cause I'm just I'm up I'm fucking upset today like I'm genuinely pissed off because of the day at work today. Like I made three sales, right? But I had so many no's and I had so many people that just wouldn't answer their phones and I had just given up because I, I gave them three callbacks. So my uh, my advice is going to be curt here today for a lot of these people. Um, so, the, so Violet Sky says, I have a stimulus check. I have stimulus checks which are going to expire. I don't have any government issue IDs and from my understanding, it would take several weeks to even get... These IDs, but my check is expiring soon in late March. I don't have a bank account either. Can my mom cash these checks for me? I really don't want to lose the money. First off, Violet Sky, what this is telling me is that you waited this entire time to cash these checks. Like you've had over a year and a half to get an ID, to get a bank account to cash these checks and to make these things happen and now you're procrastinating at the last second. You are procrastinating at the last second. I remember when when the Rona's hit us the first time. I remember when Rona hit us the first time and it was a huge pandemic and shit was going crazy and you needed to file your taxes by like, like they gave you like a six month, like I remember it was like April 20th And I was like, oh, I forgot to do my taxes this year. And there was an article that was like, yeah, you have till like September to do your taxes or whatever crazy like that. They were like, we're we're extending the moratorium for for the tax return just because everything is so crazy. And so I hopped on and did my tax return real quick. Like you couldn't have been bothered in the last year and a half. You couldn't have been bothered in the last year and a half to get a government ID to get a bank account and to cash a check. If you can't ch- cash these checks and you lose that on this money. I'm sorry, but it, it fucking, your mom should be charging you. Your mom should be charging you money for these things. Like for each cash that she, each check that she cashes is a hundred. She gets a hundred dollars or she gets half of it. Like, I can't believe you waited this long. Like that is absolutely ridiculous. You, sh- you had more than enough ample time to do everything that you were doing. I don't, anxiety, mental illness, everything aside, a year and a half to do something is just ridiculous. It's, it's completely borderline fucking nuts. Uh, so lefty key nine, seven, two, two, uh, says my 22 year old female friend said she finds me a 34 year old male hot and wants to have sex. You sir are a troll. You saw our troll. Uh, He says, I used to be obese and unconfident my whole life, and I have never had sex. I recently went from 230 pounds to 170 pounds at 15% body fat. I also got a new job at Starbucks after long employment. Ooh, Starbucks. My friend is a fit 130 pound girl who moved to my city last year to work, who I met at the gym and has been uh, helping my weight loss journey. The question is, should I do it? Is it really a good idea? You, sir, are a fucking retard. Uh, this, and, and I'm, I'm happy to say the R word here because you are me- that mentally disabled. Um, my answer to this was simply, sir, get off the internet and get yourself a friends with benefit. Shut the front door and enjoy your sex and your new body. Like, dude, seriously, you are an, you are an idiot. If a girl, if, a, if you've never had sex... You've all of a sudden become a stud. You, you you look better. You feel more confident. The girl you've been working out was like, you're pretty damn good looking. I'd like to get down and fuck with you, even if it's just a friends with benefits thing. And you're like, should I do it? And you're like 34. You're, you're the same age as me and you've never had a girlfriend or you've never had sex. And you're contemplating whether or not you want to have sex with this hot girlfriend after you yourself just got hot. Dude, if you don't know what the fuck... Like, I don't even know. Like, either just become a... It, dude, either go into the clergy and and sit back and never have sex or just fucking punch yourself in the face and ask you, ask yourself, does it hurt? I want you to take a fist, punch yourself as hard as you can in the face and ask yourself if it hurts. If the answer is yes, it hurts, yes, you have sex with that fucking woman. Are you, are you stupid? Are you blind? Are you like... I can't even imagine the stupidity that I feel right now that it's just, you've never had sex. You just like, you accom- you're, you are accomplishing everything you want to accomplish. And then you're asking Reddit of all places, whether or not you should go through with it. You're stupid. You're absolutely stupid. Like I said, I'm pissed off. Uh, so, uh, stoic viz, and this is going to, this is going to close this out here. Stoic Viz says, as a male, how can I meet and date a girl who loves traveling and doesn't want kids? I don't think asking each and every girl this question and deciding whether to date or not is not a viable option, as I would have to meet a lot of girls. And also, she might lie at the moment if she likes me. Any suggestions would help. This is actually a good one here. Meet women while you're traveling. That's actually pretty awesome. Um... So what I do, what I do is when you go on a dating website, you put down that it is a strong, uh, what what is that? It is a deal breaker if they have kids and it's a deal breaker if they don't like traveling. I could tell you right now, Stoic Viz, all girls love traveling. Every single girl loves traveling. You, you would be hard pressed to find many women who don't want to travel um, so the thing is, you got to find a woman who doesn't have a kid. That's the hard part. So not only are you diminishing your pool by a lot, you are also now trying to compete with everybody else who doesn't want to have a kid. With some of these girls who don't have kids. And I can tell you right now that it is hard to find a decent looking woman who doesn't have a kid. And a lot of those women are usually very independent females that travel quite often because they own their own home. They you know, they have uh, fur babies and they are into travel. So if you find yourself a single lady who's above the age of 22, doesn't have a child, and owns her own home, I would say that there's a very high percentage that she does enjoy travel. She does thoroughly enjoy traveling. So... Um, the biggest thing is, is don't lead off with, do you not have any kids and do you like to travel? The thing that you should probably lead off with is, Hey, you know, my lifestyle does not mix well with children. I need to know what front do you have kids? And then through conversation, you'll learn that she likes to travel or that she wants to travel or that she wants to go visit things. And then you can go from there. So the first thing that you got to do is probably travel and find people traveling or you need to find yourself a woman who has no kids, and then I guarantee, in the conversation, it's going to come up that she enjoys travel. It's right there on her fucking profile. <sighs> I don't know why it's so hard to problem solve your own your own problems. I, I don't I don't quite quite comprehend why it's so hard for some people to problem solve their own problems. To me, it it, it baffles my mind that some people have issue enough. That they ask simple questions like this. And, and I mean, he, he, I'll even play the devil's advocate on this. Where the guy's like, oh, my, my, my really young gym buddy finds me hot and she wants to have sex. Was well, she married? Does she have a boyfriend? You know, does she want a kid with you? Like if it's just, I want you to put your, your penis in my vagina and wants to to make sweet hot passionate love with you because i'm single you're single let's knock them boots together you know why why is your answer not yes why is your answer not yes i, I just i don't understand some people i don't i don't i just i don't understand people i don't understand um, you know anybody here now, now now there there was there was a note that i wanted to go out on here cuz Um, I did, I did talk to this girl here for a brief un momento, but it turns out that she's in the UK and then totally just dropped off the face of the earth. She says, I, a 19 year old female and everybody I match with on Tinder or dating apps will talk, get along, and then randomly they all delete me or stop replying. Same as in person. Nobody ever comes up to me or bothers with me ever, but they will do my other, uh, but they do with my other friends. I am genuinely a good-looking girl, but I think it's my vibe people don't like. One thing I will ask is I would ask you to post a photo, uh, a girl unknown. I would ask you to post a photo for two reasons. Because when you – like I've scared myself looking at my own mirror sometimes. Like I'll walk into my bathroom and be like, oh, oh, that's just my dumb bald face. Um, You know – like I, I find myself to maybe be about a six, like I'm a Wisconsin. I, th- I feel like I'm a Wisconsin seven, but like a San Francisco five or maybe even a four, a San Francisco four. Um, my style is black. I don't really look well or good in other colors. I can't color coordinate very well. I just, I'm not good. Like give me blacks and grays and I can look phenomenal. Uh, because I know how to work with those. But then again, everybody knows how to work with those. But uh, she asked the questions if I will ever find love. Here's the thing. You will find love. You're 19 years fucking old. I guarantee you I guarantee you it's not your vibe that you give off. I guarantee it's a whole combination of everything. And the reason why I say that is because number one, I don't know what you look like. Um you know if you were confident enough that you were that good looking you would post a photo. Number two how do you interact with people when they're around with you? How do you interact in, in people? Are you giving off the don't fucking talk to me? I have my earbuds in. Do you look approachable? I mean, that does kind of go back with vibe. But do you look approachable? Is what you're wearing stating that you're in the mood for socialization? How do you interact when other people are around? As well, too, as what do you really, are you looking to settle down and get married already at the age of 19? Are you looking to have kids already? Like you're, you're not, you're at that point in life to where I get everyone settling down and it looks like everyone's trying to get settled down, but like you really have to take a look at who you are, what you're doing, how you're presenting yourself and, and how you're interacting with folks. Because if these random other people are coming up to all your other friends, Where they're all laughing and giggling and you're just kind of giving a big old quirky smile, they're going to approach your friends a little bit more. If you're laughing super loud and obnoxious, like this one girl at work who I can't say shit to because she's fucking one of the higher ups, you know, in the, like, like I think she's, I think if I recall correctly, she's fucking the, the top dog of one of the offices. So we can't really say shit to her. um, You know, which, which kind of pisses me and a bunch of other people off. But like it, it all depends on who you, it it all depends on just kind of everything. It's not the vibe that you're, you're giving. It's not, it's not just the vibe, but it's how are you interacting with the people around you? How are you talking to the people? What are you wearing? What is your posture? You know what? I guess you could call it the vibes, but like, what is all of you saying in that moment in time? Or when you're in those situations where you feel like people should be approaching you. I don't know. It just it, – it, it baffles my mind. Number one, I would like to see what you look like, um, not only because you're 19 and a female, but because you you feel that you're you're pretty attractive. And I would like to see what your definition of, uh, of attractive is. And then I would like to know what you – what your mannerisms are, how you interact in public, what you dress like and everything else like that because all of that does come into play. You know? Um, and then again, I guess I, that does define a vibe because now that I think about it, that, it, that is your vibe, but yeah, it, it just kind of goes back to an all-encompassing everything. So yeah, that, uh, that was my very pissed off rant that I was actually able to accomplish for a change because I, um, yeah, I was actually able to accomplish a rant for once. So anyways, uh, this has been episode 109 of the Feathers and Friends podcast. I don't really have a way to end it because I didn't know how far I didn't think I'd get this far today, to be honest with you. I um I don't know, I just I I, I had a lot of conversations today at work and I didn't feel like talking. And then I tried recording some sessions and it just it, it didn't the vibe didn't feel right, the vibe didn't feel right, it just didn't feel right talking, and I just, some of the things I was trying just didn't feel right, because I was wanting to play a game, and then I didn't play a game, and now I am playing a game, and it just, I don't know, just like nothing, nothing, nothing was working, good sir, nothing, nothing was working, so, um, yeah, yeah, so I want to thank uh, Susius, are my favorite again for being the sponsor of this podcast. Uh, as soon as I get back on track, hopefully everything will be updated. I will be able to get things more in tune, and I might sound like I'm an actual radio DJ host. Uh, go check out the Evil Mark Show. The Evil Mark Show had me on as a as a guest for uh, their um, oh god, what was it? Uh, their uh, the uh, their quick picks or something like that—I forget what it was called—but where we basically, you know, pick a, a moment in time and then give our best top threes, and then we, uh, what's—it's really cool because what he does is he's like, all right, give me your top three or top five moments in in Super Bowl history, right? And so we all give our top fives, and then we have to vote on whose was best, and we can't vote for ourselves, um, and so that it's kind of like a collective. And uh, so the Evil Mark show, it was absolutely great to be on there to, to do a quick pick there. You know, always I would highly encourage you to go check out the new way. That we ended up doing the shorts and hoodies podcast on my other podcast where we do top ten films, movies, and TV shows. This last one was sports, kind of a sports theme with the Super Bowl. Here, uh, I picked some really great ones out there. Met a new friend. Uh, he ended up adding me on the Facebooks, so that was awesome. Uh, and then as well too, as Susius are my favorite. He actually just had uh, a, the Doctor David on, and they had some great conversations. Uh, where it just pretty much seemed like they, they were telling each other the exact same things because that's what I love about Gaio. He's, he's so well-versed in sex and relationships that you bring his sex and relationship therapist on and they speak the exact same language and they're answering the exact same things and they're so well-versed together. It was, so, it was hilarious to listen to it. I'd highly encourage you to give his episode uh, because you're a recovering intercourse addict and then a, a therapist who helps with, with men's specific issues. You hear about that. It was awesome. It was awesome. I should probably reach back out to him and, and see if he's if he's willing to come back on. But anyways, that is neither here nor there. This is episode 109. Um, I don't think I'm gonna throw up any YouTube videos uh, today. Uh, or, or for this episode, or I might I might do some editing tomorrow and upload it tomorrow. Who knows? Um, I've got a podcast where I'm gonna be talking uh, on a, I tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to be do now. It, it's funny because tomorrow I am doing a podcast called, I'm not your father or you're not, what, what, what is, what is it here? Do, do, do you're not my father podcast, uh, with, with Thomas here at, and, um, so what's really funny is that, uh, he, so <laughs> what's, what's really hilarious is that I use Calendly, uh, Calendly Calendly is a website that you can link with your Google and it helps you plan dates and, and things ahead of time. Um, so with my calendar, he is actually from Alaska or Anchorage, I believe. And, uh, he's like, Hey, just checking in to see if we're a go for tomorrow at 8 AM AKST. Well, I, I got my notification on my calendar that he wanted to do the podcast at 8 AM CST, uh, which is hilarious. So tomorrow, uh, I think he was thinking it was local time or something crazy like that. Um, but that's that's something I, I probably should have talked to him about is that uh, you know make sure when you choose like that's one thing that i wish people would would pay attention to is remember when you're when you're signing up for something make sure you pay attention to the details because i, I think i can actually go out to the website here um, oh, i really like this new uh cal Calend- yeah calendy llc uh, I really like this new layout that I got through the Chrome. So if you go out to the Calendy website, if you go out to Calendy and then you uh, view your booking page, it, it does say select date and time. And so you can you can select your date and time. And it's really funny because it says on the bottom here, when you're picking your date, it says central time, the U.S. and, 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 and Canada. So like if you change your date and time, what's really interesting is that um, – when you set your date and time for where you're scheduling it out of, out of, like if I was in Mountain Center time, it would say Mountain Center time. So, like, uh, for instance, my, my Fridays are pretty open from 6 p.m. till 9 p.m. to do podcasts because uh, I don't really, I know a lot of people don't really like to film too late. But if I was, say, in Mountain Center time, because I'm out of Wisconsin and Mountain Center time is a time back, they would see that my schedule is open from 5 a.m. till 8 p.m. You know, because they're a, they're an hour behind now. It, it was really cool about Calendi is it shifts everything, but I guess for some reason he thought he was scheduling it for his time, which he put it at 8 a.m. and it was all it was all confuffled. Um So I I I did I had to do a little googling there because it's like ah oh, I gotta get up at eight fucking a.m. to do a podcast and well I've woken up earlier for uh, the, the 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 Chicken Island who. Totally did a disservice to my podcast. I will forever be upset about that. But anyways, yeah, so apparently I have to do it at 8 a.m. Or not 8 a.m. CST, but 8 a.m. AK time or Anchorage time, which means that I will be doing it at 11 a.m. So I will figure that out. I'll probably log on at like 10 a.m. to to see if that's when he was talking about or what have you. Because be like, dude, you totally messed up on the scheduling part, but that's neither here nor there. All right. Well, I want to thank uh, everybody all again. You know, Susius are my favorite. Gaio for for hooking me up there. The Evil Mark Show for having me on. You Are Not My Father for the podcast that I'll be on as well, too. And then I got another one coming up here as well, too, where I'm going to tell a story that I've told hundreds of times. This has been episode 109, The Ramblings of a Madman. I don't even know what I'm going to call it here today. Uh, I might just call it... uh, Left, right, you know, I I, I don't know. I'll I'll come up with something here as I upload it. But my name has been Jared. This has been the third time is a third time's a charm. That's what this podcast is going to be called. Third time's a charm to record this. I hope hope that my, my excited banter of just being pissed off today kind of helped you. And thank you for letting me take it out on your ears. I hope I didn't make them bleed. I will see you guys on the next episode next saturday with hopefully an actual guest and as gaio always says remember i love you you're worth it and some other nonsense because i totally forgot and i'm getting really tired now so uh we'll see you guys on the next episode of feathers and friends Bye 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 bye